Welcome to our Tuesday AcresPro.com buy sell, joined by the legendary Tom Deanhart here. And uh, uh, that uh, is always a good thing for me. We always enjoy our conversation. We are going to be talking about who's hot, who's not in Purdue football, and may, I don't know if it's, or who are buying and selling topics of the day. It's always a fun conversation. I want to thank our sponsor again, that Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group, your local farmland specials with decades of experience in Indiana agriculture. No one, and I mean no one, knows the market better, whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local Acre Pro agent, that's Kyle Spray and Company. They will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit acrepro.com or call that number, 765-587-3185. I've almost memorized it this far into the year. <laughs> that number 765-587-3185 and make sure that uh, you uh, talk to your AcrePro agent. All right, Tom, isn't it amazing how things change one week to the next? Uh, here we are, we're, we're, we're singing the blues about where Purdue's going to go. Can they win another game? They go and beat Illinois, um, and the way that they did it was impressive. You know, I, I'm going to start with um, Devin Mockaby, and you've done the research uh, about the and the fact that uh, uh, he's in pretty rarefied air with four four 100 yard games, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, we do it every week. But uh, I'm I'm going to ask you just because Northwestern's an interesting uh, opponent. Maybe on the surface, you figure. He's going to make it five easily. Are you buying or selling that, my friend? I am. Uh, I'm buying that, Alan. Uh, Northwestern, to put it mildly, is struggling on both sides of the ball. Maybe it's even an understatement to say they're struggling, Alan. The bottom seems to have fallen out of this this proud program. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. 2018, yeah. 2020, they go to the Big Ten title game. About 2017, 18, they they opened this immaculate facility. Yeah. I mean, I've been in it. It's it, it's stunning, Alan. That was gonna all the recruits are gonna flock to Northwestern, Alan, with that. Oh, look at this facility. We're going to the Big Ten title game. Look at Northwestern now. They're one and nine. So I, all this stuff about facilities and, and going to fancy bowls and title games. I get. I'm not going. I don't want to get up on a tangent, but I. I just think the templates are largely laid for these programs. They're always going to get the same players, probably regardless of whatever you do. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's the realm of college athletics. But I digress. I do think Maccabee will get over the 100 yard mark, Allen. Um, he's got 732 yards this year. We can talk about this later if you want, or maybe at another time, but. I think the kid's going to get a thousand yards. He only needs to average a little under 90 yards the last three games. And I'm counting a bowl game here. Yeah. So anyway, I do think that, again, he can victimize this Northwestern defense. Nine losses in a row. What's their attitude coming in here, Alan? The season's lost. There's actually some heat on Fitzgerald. Not that he's going to get fired, but he's going to have to shake this staff up, I think. And some people think, Alan, he's lost the fan base. Something many NU people never thought was possible. Yeah, yeah. A favorite son could do no wrong. Well, we all know scripts can always change. And anyway, I feel bad for Fitz, but that's where they're at. But that's a long answer to your question, Alan. I love Maccabee. I love the attitude of this offensive line. After the game last Saturday, Alan, somebody sent me a picture of the offensive line on the sideline huddled around the cannon. 
Gus Hartwig was wearing a hat that said, run the damn ball. Every <laughs> offensive lineman loves that. It's your, your machismo. It's a, a sign of toughness if you can just outmuscle somebody and drive them off the line and run the ball. So I think they like this. And uh, But somebody pointed out to me, Alan, well, senior day, I think they're going to let Aiden O'Connell air it out here. So keep that in mind, too. This is Aiden O'Connell's last time to play in Ross Aid. And I think – I'm not saying Jeff Brown's going to make that his top goal, but I wouldn't be shocked to let Aiden try to have a nice 400-yard game. You know, it's interesting. Aiden has never had – I think it's still the case – never had a 300 to 350-yard game, but he's had all of his big over 300 have been over 350. Of course, he mm-hmm. – only through for what 237 last week so all right i'm going to ask you then you buying or selling 400 yards against northwestern i am i had that kind of on my one of my topics um just for that very reason this is last game and uh they're playing a very bad team and i think they're going to let aiden try to throw it around as long as the conditions aren't crazy i haven't looked at the weather yet i'm sure it's going to be cold cold it's not i think it's going to be dry maybe a little bit of windy yeah, but I think Aiden, you know, I, I do think he's going to go for over 400, and they're going to let him throw it all over the field, Alan. Maybe they'll have a little bit of fun, too, uh, or maybe they'll keep some tricks up their sleeve for later. But, heck, we're, we're in the game 11 at this point. Um, so, again, it could be it could be a fun afternoon, I think. High of 40, low of 18, uh, and at game time, it is going to be a little windy, at least as of right now, 20 okay. miles of wind. So we'll see if, of course, that's the long – long range projection for that uh, for the game Saturday I'm going to sell that I don't think he gets I, I and again I'm biased by I, if if the game is out of hand uh, yeah, that's true that's true but that's true. I I do think Maccabee will go for, for over 100 but I think that Aiden will have his first between 300 and 350 yard game uh I I was impressed by the way he played last week and and the job he did even though he only threw for 237 all right, now Mockaby, and you've done the research again. He could become the first five-time 500-yard games as a Boilermaker, dating back to Joey Harris, right now, because Gerard Boyd was yeah. four, had done four in 2005. He's the last one to do four. Yeah, but, it was in the media uh, guy. I know we were talking about it yesterday. Joey Harris had done it six times in 2002. Uh, guys, right. Uh, and but, uh, impressive numbers as it is, Devin Mockaby has really been been a great, uh, uh, great addition to this team. All right. Uh, are you doing some research right now? That's yeah, I'm going to get up later. But I, I, was, I knew there was a group of about five guys who had, who have had five 100-yard rushing games. I guess the important note is what you said, Alan. Joey Harris was the last, right? The last yeah. to do it five times. And he did it, and he did it six times, I think is right. And if I could get my scrolling to work on my computer. 2001, 2002. I can't remember what year that All was. All in 2002. He did okay. play in 2001. I think I don't think he had a 100-yard game. I think he had it. And he was. He also, of course, rushed for it. Corey Sheets uh, never had more than three in one year. He had two years. He had three, 2007 and 2008. Uh, of course, Corey Sheets had it was the uh, most recent thousand yard rusher, correct? So, uh, yeah, he was correct. And uh, but it's interesting yeah. from that standpoint how many times that will play out and what it will do. Here you go, real, real quick, not, not to not to get too deep in the weeds here. Career 100 yard rushing games, players with five of them. Someone named Norbert Adams. Yeah, in the 1940s. And then we have Akeem Hunt. Markel Jones, but this is just career. It's not a season. So it doesn't right, matter. correct. So anyway, I, 
I guess that's the point. I was looking for the season stuff. So yeah, Markel yeah. did it. Markel never had more than two. In no, he didn't. You're right. Yeah, and uh, uh, as well. But he, of course, Markel was the last one to run over 200 yards. He had 217 yards in the bucket game uh, as well, I believe. I guess in, in, in point, I, I pointed out. I'm going to do. I'm posting a Devin Mockaby story today, and the 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 all the the best single individual rushing season under Jeff Brommett by DJ Knox. 2018, 800 some odd yards. So I think Devin's going to easily eclipse that. Yeah. And DJ also had, uh, I think, twice, two, two years where he did twice in a year, but um, also, but uh, you're right. I think Devin Mockaby is the best of a lot. Uh, we've, we've watched that uh, transpire and he's been, been really, really good uh, in terms of that. All right. Let's, let's do a uh, buy sell on bowl games. Will Purdue play in a warm weather bowl? Now, I'm going to put Charlotte as a kind of warm weather. Uh, you buying or selling that? I'm going, to, I'm going to sell it. I think for some reason, Purdue's going to get job. And go to I New York? Looking, I was looking at some, project, some projections yesterday. I wouldn't be shocked if the two, the two Florida Bowls for the Big Ten in Tampa and Orlando. I've seen Iowa and Tampa and Illinois and Orlando. And I bet you, Illinois is going to lose this weekend. They're going to beat Northwestern. So what would they be, eight and four, just like Purdue? I just think the TV people are going to have fallen in love, probably, and want to get this Illinois program some real love. And, and I bet you they, I bet you Illinois gets tabbed to go to Florida. But over. Penn State's got a figure in there too, right? Yeah, they do. I, I can't remember where they had Penn State playing. They had them playing somewhere else. This is this is Brett McMurphy's bold yeah. projections. It is, interesting. it is interesting how that plays out because, you know, you have to assume that the Ohio State Michigan winner will be in the college football play playoff. The loser will be in the Rose Bowl. They'll maybe, and that's the other thing. If Penn State somehow makes the New Year's Day six, which is possible. Uh, I think not, that's, what the, that's what he was thinking. And then that, that brings everybody up. Uh, and then you're right. It's Illinois, Iowa, and Purdue for the two Florida spots. Um, and you're right. It'll be interesting to see. Now, I would argue I'm going to I'm going to buy that Purdue will play in either either Charlotte or or in Florida, because I do think bowl fatigue is is an interesting thing. You're right. We've talked about to a blue in the face. There is no rhyme or reason. There is no order. No. It doesn't really matter where you finish. Certainly, Iowa is good. But Purdue, all things being the same. Uh, hasn't played in Florida since 2006, so uh, there might be some attractiveness. But Purdue needs to finish eight and four. Um, it may not really matter. What? It probably not going to matter. Yeah, and of course, if Iowa wins, and, and you know that's that's the other thing. I'm going to ask you this question. This is a goofy one because it's almost uh, silly. Buying or selling that playing in the Big Ten championship game is a good thing for for Purdue. I think you know that the, it's a nice feather in the cap for Braun. No matter what happens from who you play, happens, yeah, it's all gravy from there on. You're playing with house money, right? You're just you're just glad to crash the party, and uh, you're 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 trying to steal drinks and, and dance with the girls and hope nobody notices. You just have a good time. So at that, that point, yeah, my goodness, just to get to the Big Ten championship game, like I said, just a, a great accomplishment for the program and for Braun. So, yeah, I, I think so. Even if they get beat 59 to nothing, who cares? Like I said, just getting there, getting on that stage. And if you're one of those people that really thinks exposure matters, I guess I'm not one of them. I think exposure is overrated. Like how much is being on those matching games really help the Mac? You really think that's getting recruits to go to Mac school? I mean, I, mean, I don't want to get off on a tangent. 
<laughs> I just think exposure is overrated and it doesn't really give the benefit people think it seems to to give. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it still will be a good thing that regardless of the out, outcome for Purdue to at least you can you can sell that if you want to kids. Hey, man, you can come to Purdue and we can play big games. So that's always something else you can put on your your brochure as you're handing and talking to recruits, right? Yeah, and I and I I almost apologize for saying that something that's stupid because or silly. It obviously is a good thing no matter what. Uh, I don't know that I totally agree with you on the exposure front. I think it does help you. I think it helps Jeff Brom's resume for whatever he does in his future. It's all a good thing, and you can you can say, hey, we got uh, we got we won eight consecutive two two years in a row, winning eight straight or eight games. Uh, that's impressive in its own right. A chance to do it two years in a row at nine. And that would be what what did you look that up the last time they won nine in a row, two nine games, two years? It was it was it was Joe Tiller's first two years, 97, 98. And they and uh, that would be impressive as well. So obviously you want to play. And you know what? You somehow pull the biggest up one of the biggest upsets. It would be the biggest upset of the season if you beat. Michigan or Ohio State in that. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Then you end up, then you end up in Pasadena. You might end up in Pasadena, right? Uh, we see, we see uh, upsets all the time. We see upsets all the time. You never know. Yeah, that part I, I think is 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 a true statement to, that it will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, and you always want to take that opportunity from if you're Purdue. Okay, attendance has been. We don't know. We haven't been able to. We think there's at least. It, it, there's tickets still available for Saturday. The weather, like we said, is going to be okay. It's not. It doesn't look like it's going to snow. Will Purdue get over fifty-three thousand? That would be four thousand short of capacity uh, for this Senior Day event. And and we're coming in a little bit blind in this because I'm not exactly sure where the Boilermakers stand uh, in terms of attendance. But uh, you think you're going to be over fifty-three thousand for this one? I do. I think that win last weekend. <clears throat> re-energized the fan base after the, the the two game losing streak great crowds all year alan it's, it's oh, yeah. really been impressive i tell you what i was i was obviously at illinois last week not a good crowd yeah not for the stage that program has ascended to this year you would think they would be going bananas wouldn't you nope last game of the year at home senior day a huge game against purdue it's not even it's not even sold out it ain't close to being sell out yeah so again, Purdue fans turn out. I mean, it's funny. I mean, we all know it's, it's it leans to be a basketball school, but I've always said, you know, when Purdue's rolling, these that place has been packed when I was a kid. And my whole life, when they're good, they, they fill it up, and um, that that's not the case at other places when they're good. Yeah. We see it. So I think the Purdue football fan is a little underrated. I think the Purdue football fan is better than it's given credit for. I do think we're going to see a good crowd. I'm going to say over fifty three thousand. Because of the new stakes, Alan, Purdue is still alive in this crazy game to chase the Big Ten championship bid. If this doesn't do it for you, I don't know what it does. Plus, it's a chance to say goodbye to guys who may be going to be in the cradle of quarterbacks. It's a chance, Alan, to lay one on Northwestern. And to me, this, this really is a stunning stat. To lay one on Northwestern, a team Purdue has not beaten in ross Stadium since 2007. That's unreal. That is unbelievable. Who would have thought that? It used to be when you and I were growing up, it was <laughs> Northwestern uh, it was uh, in the middle of a 30-some game losing streak. Francis Pay and, uh, and Rick Venturi and all that, those poor guys up there. Uh, that uh, Pond, Alex Agassi. Yeah. That, Pat, was, that, was one, that was one game my dad would give me a knothole ticket for. <laughs> 
I got to go to the Northwestern game. And yet, Pat Fitzgerald obviously has built built that program to a high level, not at this point right now. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think they will do that. I think one thing that's been interesting to me is the basketball effect and almost the student effect. And maybe, you know, is that it has become an expectation at Purdue that you go to games. And I think that they've done a great job, whether it be in the marketing promotions or building that brand to where and and again, you have to give Jeff Brom credit. It's been for the most part, been fun football to watch Sands the Iowa game two weeks ago. That wasn't fun. Uh, but my point is the expectation is you go to games. And I think that's been that way. The students have been unbelievable, even for the Iowa game with all that wind. Uh, yes, they left at half, some left at halftime, but uh, they were there shoulder to shoulder. I think they'll be here even in the mid 30s. It's good November football weather. Sounds like it's going to be dry, maybe a little bit windy. But uh, I think you'll be able, and that's a great credit to, I guess my point is with the way Mackey Arena is now when you're selling out games against Austin P uh, and people are showing up, it's not just that you're selling the games out, it's whether they're coming or not. And even for that season opener against Milwaukee, very full crowd, it wasn't 100% full, but it was dang near full. And uh, that's extremely impressive. And that's become the norm in West Lafayette. And I, I think that that's something we didn't always see. I agree that in the years when Purdue was good, Jim Young era, Joe Tiller era, uh, they built that fan base back up and they came. The other thing that's good too is today's world of electronic ticketing. You can sell tickets in a hurry. And it used to be you could never walk up more than 2,000 people in a week game week. Now you really nothing to stop you from buying tickets uh, online and walking into the game. So I think you're right. I think they'll have a great crowd and uh, and uh, it you will think, be. So you, you think electronic ticketing has had that big of an impact? I, I think it's had a big impact because I think that it's, it's so easy to to huh. get them. There's no barrier. There's, there's no standing in line. There's no reason if you really want to go. And of course to any sporting event. We always talk about that. You want to go to the Super Bowl? You can go. You just got to pay the freight. Heck, you want, we were talking about that. I was buying tickets for my daughter for the Purdue-Penn State game at the Palestra in basketball. Game sold out. She was her birthday. I bought tickets. They weren't cheap, but I got them. Uh, and it, it's, it's the way of the world today. So I think that does help uh, from that standpoint. It, it does make a big difference from that. All right, Purdue's offense uh, he really did get the job done in the game against uh, Illinois. I don't think a lot of people saw Purdue scoring 31 points in that game and and uh, against an Illinois defense. Uh, uh, buy or sell that they'll be over 40 this week against Northwestern. Yeah, and I, I would buy that without a doubt. Um, <clears throat> remember, Purdue missed a 44-yard field going to the wind against Illinois. It was a tough kick, but they could have had more. Yeah. I think, yeah, this is a Northwestern defense I talked about earlier. Um, just look at the stats on the NCAA site. It's not pretty. I posted today, Alan, the opponent view. And some of that's chronicled in the opponent view, what Northwestern's given up. And, uh, and it kind of chronicles their struggle. So, yeah, they're, they're struggling. And um, like I said, it's, it's, it's late November. You're one and nine. You're on the road. How much want to do you have left as well? So that's going to be part of it. If they get punched in the nose early, Alan, they're down 14 nothing. I don't want to, you know, degrade Pat Fitzgerald's culture or what he's built there. But, boy, that, those are tough circumstances for anybody to stand in there and keep trading punches with somebody when you know your season's already lost and you know you're already losing big. So 
I think Purdue could jump on these guys quick, Alan, and this could be a very 1980s Purdue Northwestern-esque type of a score when it's all said and done. Purdue's last road shutout in the Big Ten. Yeah, 1981 Northwestern, right? You were at that game, I think. I was at that game. I walked in with the, I, I hate to admit it now, the statute of limitations is gone. I did not have a ticket. Purdue's banned. Walking into, into one end of the open end of what was Dyke Stadium at the time. I yes. walked in with the band. It rained like heck. Yes. As I recall, we said under the awning, uh, uh, I have committed, uh, I don't know if that's a felony, but it's at least a misdemeanor. I have done that. Well, you, I just hope the Evanston police aren't watching this. I know. I'm, I'm yeah, real, real quick on Northwestern. Now, they're going to play one more year in Ryan Field, 2023. Yeah. Then 24, at least maybe 25, they're going to be gone as that they redo their whole facility. And where it is, they're going to probably play in Soldier Field in September and October. And once the Cubs season ends, they may play in Wrigley. So it could be kind of some fun away games, maybe. If we're yeah, Purdue be back. That was fun a year ago this week. You hey, and real I quick, not, not to get on another tangent, has Purdue ever played in Soldier Field? Yes, 1931. Weren't you there there for that one? <laughs> they they played a they played uh, a benefit game during the depression. Uh, it was like a Big Ten champ. Well, kind of a, it was a big. There were two four four teams that played. Not all at Soldier Field. But Purdue beat Northwestern seven to nothing, and won a share of the Big Ten championship against the Wildcats. I hope Purdue can play call that, it 1931. Yeah. I don't know if they'd ever played there at any other time i think that was the only time of course Purdue's played in yankee stadium they played the polo grounds the old yankee stadium they played in wrigley field etc uh that will be a that will be a, a that what happens we'll see what happens like if that, if that actually happens that's what the northwestern rider was telling me yeah sort yeah. of the conjecture at this point so that'll be fun and and hey real quick do not, not just to back and backtrack and those bull projections by brett mcmurphy he had Penn State in the Cotton Bowl, Allen, in the New yeah. Year's Day Six Bowl, playing Central Florida. Yeah, so that that created the bump up in his bowl projections. Citrus Bowl, Illinois, Ole Miss, and he had Iowa playing Kentucky in that bowl in Tampa, and then it was Wisconsin was in the Music City Bowl against Arkansas, and uh, we talked about Purdue and Pitt in the Duke Mayo Bowl, so uh, and then Duke and Minnesota in the Penn Stripe Bowl. So, so there you go. That's just one man's opinion. It's awfully early, but yeah, I mean, like that's going to be fun to watch if Purdue can. You know, if they're a favored child enough to get a Florida Bowl bid or not over teams like Iowa, Illinois, maybe even Penn State, if they don't get bumped up to one of those near six bowls. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We will know that on December the, what will it be? I think, I think the title game is on the third, I want to say. Right, so we'll know on December the 4th that we'll have a, we'll have a bowl Bowl projections and we'll oh, be yeah. talking a lot more with uh, the Jerry Palms. We got to talk to Jerry sometime coming up. Yeah, I know. And we haven't gotten that down. Okay, last one. And we've got about a minute and a half left here. Bowl. All right. Are you buying or selling that Minnesota beats Iowa this week? Unfortunately, I'm going to sell that. I, I just, I, I don't know the status of Tanner Morgan, the Minnesota quarterback. He didn't play last week. So right. I'm saying this without knowing if he's going to play this week. On Sunday, Allen, Minnesota was the favorite team by about three points. I don't know what right. the line looks like now, which is surprising. Maybe Morgan's going to play. So I'm going to say this. If Morgan plays, I think Minnesota wins. Morgan doesn't play, I think Iowa wins. So, again, I'm, we're taping this on Tuesday morning. I haven't looked to see what the status of Tanner Morgan is, but I, I don't think they beat Iowa by just handing the ball to Mo Ibrahim 50 times. You're not going to beat Iowa with just a one-dimensional offense. They're going to have to throw the ball. This backup quarterback in Minnesota, we've seen play a couple of times. He's not equipped to do it. 
they could beat Northwestern like that, which they did last week, 31 to three. Again, you're not going to beat Iowa like that. So that, that's the caveat there. With Morgan, I say Minnesota wins. Without Morgan, I say the Hawkeyes prevail. And Allen, if, if Hawkeyes win, game set match and point because they are not losing on Black Friday at home to Nebraska. Yeah, two and a half point favorite, I think, is still a line with Minnesota favorite. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm with you. I think Iowa finds a way to win. They always seem yeah. to. And yeah, I'm not that impressed. Well, we should be more impressed with what they did to Purdue. Um, but they they are a team, I think, that will get the job done uh, in Minneapolis as well. We had the shot at him, Alan. We yeah. had him right here. Yep, just didn't get it done. All right. We want to thank you again, Tom. Always good conversation. We we always digress, which is part of the fun of this. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to next week. We'll do some bucket uh, digression next week when oh, Purdue yeah. plays okay. Indiana. I want to thank uh, acrepro.com and make sure that you visit that or call 765-587-3185. Talk to your local land expert, your acrepro expert today at number 765-587-3185. All right, Tom, have a great rest of your week. Looking forward to great content on the site. Appreciate all of you. A reminder also, we've had a terrific response already, but uh, you can become a member of goldenblack.com for one U.S. dollar. Uh, for the next year or so. Uh, we hope uh, you can join the thousands and we can say thousands have come over. We appreciate yeah. that as well. So make sure you get supplies are limited. Supplies are limited. So act now. Act now. Operators are standing by. All right, Tom. Thanks again. And we'll see you next week on our Acre Pro Buy Sell.